Good evening. My name's Derek. And I'm Peter. And tonight we'll be taking a journey into some of our childhood favourite films. Ones that have essentially scared the crap out of us over over the years, or scarred us for life, or just... But the twist is, mm. one of us is our favourite film of all time, and the other hasn't seen it at all, and it's just revisiting it in our late mid to late 30s but you've just watched it right just watched it just watched it so it's um it's absolutely fresh in my mind and i'm actually a fan of it and i wish i had seen it as a kid i yeah. could have been scarred just like you <laughs> yeah. i actually don't know when i started to watch it I, I don't know when when i actually did watch it i remember that there was a videotape of it at home and... so for those who don't know we're talking about the film alien oh yeah that's the one it's um a 1979 film i believe yeah basically sideburns <laughs> bad haircuts sideburns grit and uh yeah. yeah that's true bad facial hair um but you would have been it's not exactly a kids movie i would say no, I don't actually know how old I was when I watched it. I just know that I watched it a long time ago when I was young. And my first experience history. with it was actually when we were 13. And I actually went over to your school and you were projecting it onto the school projector, which was pretty cool tech at the time because we just had like little crappy TVs, you know, yeah. tube TVs. And so it was kind of cool seeing it on the the big screen we didn't finish it though i thought we had watched it in total but i don't remember past first quarter yeah the first quarter of it is actually really it it is one tone to it that changes later on in the film like it's yeah. that mystery but um when so i was definitely 13 you would have seen it before then must have been yeah yeah I, I thought it i i always assumed that if it if um I watched it when I was older. I must have been somewhere fifteen or older because um, because of complete lack of maturity. <laughs> uh, well, from that point onward, but uh, at least I remembered being immature when I was fifteen. Yeah. Is there list some of the reasons why this is one of your favourites? I guess. Well, I, I guess give a bit of a background for me was that um, my parents had lots of videotapes and would borrow videotapes from from my uncle and stuff and they ha had borrowed alien and basically borrowed in inverted commas it became because it like i think they forgot that they'd taken it that, that oh, so it was just sitting on the shelf but it, it it actually had the um images of it it wasn't like the know, cover. A it wasn't a recorded tape it was the actual tape of the movie and um it had uh like this egg and green and this background mysterious background and i oh, remember wow. when i what just looking at the cover thinking this is too much for me i can't <laughs> watch it i can't watch it i can't watch this it's too scary it's too scary and back then they well that is australia so they had to have classifications i wonder do you remember what well i mean you know? but it would have been mature or you know would have been well beyond what i was 15 plus and yeah it was just like so far time. ahead of anything that i could possibly watch wow and yeah and um, you watched it anyway 
I don't know when I watched it, but I, I know I was young and I know I was probably scarred for quite a long time from that point forward. Was it something you did with your parents or is it? I don't know. I don't actually, I, I remember a lot of the feelings I had about watching it. I think I must've watched it with my parents, probably with my dad and my mum probably would have killed him if she found out, I'd imagine. But I do remember just, there was a real feel about it. And it still has that feel, that realistic feel. Like movies in those days, you know, the 70s and 80s, you know, particularly science fiction, you know, it was all about spandex. You know, that was the, everything had to, if it was science fiction, you had really bad models firing laser beams. You had uh, cleavage. That was an important factor. And just all of... Well, it's funny you say that because my experience of sci-fi films is pretty limited, to be honest. Yeah. I've only seen the classics. There were I didn't really get into the Star Trek stuff, I guess is what you're referring to. No, actually. I'm thinking more of things like The Last Starfighter and I think there's like Battle Beyond the Stars or something. They're, they're these science fiction films that for Last a young Starfighter. boy... Watching, I loved when I was boy. <laughs> we had that on. That was one of our VHSs. That that's probably another one that we should do because it has a few moments in it that scared the living crap out of me. There's a moment really? where, yeah. The, there's a bit where um, the mum comes in to say something to her son, Alex. and he's in bed, and it's not him, and he's underneath the covers, and then it shows his face after she's closed the door. And it's like melted or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it just freaked the living crap out of me. Yeah, wow. I actually have recently watched that one. I revisited that one already. Oh, really? <laughs> so that's ready to go. I th- oh, okay. Well, I think that means that I need to revisit it mm. as well because um, I don't remember that much. But um, Alien, I've watched so many times, you know, I don't even need to watch it recently. Though, though I have watched it, we had. Um, you know, Alien Covenant come out, Prometheus and all of those, so I have watched it somewhat more recently. You um, have watched Alien recently, did you say? Yeah, yeah, okay. because of the movie uh, Alien Covenant that came out. Ah, uh, you watched it again. Yeah. And how did it hold up? Oh, it's just, it's the same. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a movie now where I could fall asleep watching it and it'd be like yeah. a comfort movie. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's late at night, I don't really feel like watching anything. Let's get Alien out. But yeah. it actually has... It's it's actually got greater meaning uh, for me, this movie, because later in life, it was how I got my wife into horror films. Oh, wow, okay. And it was the introductory soft intro, because in comparison to some stuff that's out nowadays, you know, with all the gore and things, it mm. was fairly light. But it's also fairly... There are moments in the movie that that hold up, especially the the ship. So, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's kind of my background to it is just firstly seeing the the, the cassette and knowing that I'll never watch this film because it's just too scary. Yeah. Just by looking at the cassette and then seeing the film and uh, and just being just wowed by it mainly because when you have horror these days it's all about showing a lot of stuff and answering a lot of questions and then just people 
exploding or being killed and, and stuff. But Alien had this long build-up and this mysterious vessel, and you never knew anything more about it except that it was alien and really alien, like the work of H.R. Geiger, which is just um, phenomenal. How yeah. they, uh, you don't see anything like, haven't seen anything like it since, even though there's been influences. There's something about his work that is unique, even when it's copied. Um, well, the copy that I can think that's come straight to mind is um, the Independence Day resurgence, where they had the mother alien in that. Oh, that's right. very similar to the, oh, really? to the sort of style. Yeah, but they did, I didn't mind that, but that's a dumb story. <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another 30 years when we <laughs> I remember when we saw resurgence but I have to say my experience with it is coming from a mature sort of standpoint so I was yeah. when I started watching it I was immediately taken with because this was 1979 and Space Odyssey was 1968 or something 10 years before so you can definitely see the influences from that, mm. where it's just got this sparse space life and, you know, there's absolutely nothing on, <laughs> nothing yeah. like modern about this ship that's been through hell. And you can, you know, the people that come out are all grimy and gritty. Space has this really... They've, they've managed sort of, to transport rednecks across the world, across the galaxy. Yeah, the characters too, but also just, just the visuals of, lived in feeling of you know desperation and stench you could you could sort of smell it, yeah. it. <laughs> and it Smart. opens with them waking up out of hyperspace what's what's that actor's name he's passed away john hurt is he gone I yeah he passed away this year oh that's terrible i think it was this year oh there was another one from aliens who passed away bill Axton. Yeah, that's right. A bit too soon. Yeah, John Hurt. Yeah. 2017, yep, he's gone. Okay. January 25th. Ah, oh, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, he's probably been probably second to Christopher Lee. Wow. No one can beat Christopher Lee. Like being in 200 movies or something like that. But it was an interesting technique because I'm, I really respect Ridley Scott's filmmaking and to have them sleeping and waking up it's very humanizing immediately on board with the characters and mm. you've you've got the sense of care for them immediately just from seeing them waking up and you being so vulnerable and it's you can tell that this is it's a story about humans from foremost i think and also the way that they get up is is very human it's not a you do have a lot of um, a lot of introductions to people as very artificial feeling in movies uh, where it's very contrived, but you don't even really get to know them even in that first scene. But they are very human in that first scene. You know, the, yeah. as you say, them waking up is very. And, um, and you know, because the title of the film's an alien, you know what's to come, but um, you don't even see that for like half the film, more than half the film. Um, it's all just building up. I would call it like a psychological thriller more than I would say. So that was, yeah, that was a nice intro. And I also realized coming into this, this was right off the back of Star Wars, which was 1975, I believe. Yeah. So it had, 
I don't know, like it must have been the movie studios <laughs> telling them that they needed to put out more sci-fi because it was such a hit. Um, and so there was that sort of vibe to it. There was these shots of, you know, miniatures <laughs> hurtling through space. Yeah, yeah. Planets. Well, that was that was it. I actually loved the planet in the beginning, you know, where the, that Jupiter-like main planet it's so that was the sense I got from it. I got that Star Wars but scale and like they were tapping into that almost. But as soon as it's as soon as it gets past the first fifteen minutes, it just turns into its own sort of creature. <laughs> very very human story drama. Um, I guess you can, you can go on for hours about the characters. They've each got their own. I think what they actually did was they. Um... There was a lot of ad-libbing going on, is my understanding. Just the, the general chit-chat that they, they had between each other was very... that They kind of worked on that and developed it themselves. It wasn't necessarily all script-based. Um, and I think that kind of comes out uh, when you've got really good actors. Um, but also the direction as well, yeah. I guess, to allow for that. It's just... It, it's, it's interesting, though, that... Um, you look at Ridley Scott in that, you know, what happened in that film, and then you look at the stupidity of the subsequent characters, which are, <laughs> you haven't seen Prometheus yet, I don't think. Uh, uh, you'll just be amazed that that, um, that that humans made it into space. Okay. <laughs> with the, 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 and the other thing that struck me was that just like how old this film is it's 79 and yeah. ian home is looking so young and fresh in it where he is now with bilbo baggins <laughs> <laughs> he's hairy and gray and he's seen a lot <laughs> but he's really fresh and bright and yeah there's a very british sense to this film which i also liked it's not american at all i don't think mm, that well, sort of i think that i i think it would have had to be a a, a lot quicker if it um if it was American. I don't think they would have had the patience to not have anyone talking for the first five minutes. Yeah. And, and in fact, the, the plot itself doesn't seem to... It doesn't seem to be being bombarded in your face. There's not a lot of... Not literal, but it, there's not a lot of talking to the camera saying, oh, between two people very clearly talking to each other, explaining the plot. It's yeah. sort of organically is expanding from a lot of people talking to each other. Yeah, absolutely. The dialogue's messy. The, yeah. The outfits are stained. You know, they're sitting around a table and you can just see the food and it doesn't look appealing at all. <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're drinking coffee that tastes like you can taste the, the oil in it, the machine oil. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a pure American coffee right there. That's that's a. But then suddenly they they get the call to action, which is this distress beacon yeah. from Mother, which is all very mysterious. The ship being called Mother. <laughs> um, yeah, there's all of these sort of, I don't know how you just, um, when it's in the background, these, you know, calling a ship Mother and speaking to her as Mother, I that's psychological, that right? Yeah, I yeah. wonder where that idea actually came from. I mean, was this based on a book? I can't. I don't I'm even know sure. any background of that. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I know that there are lots of different scripts. Originally, I believe, it, instead of a, an alien ship, it was actually an alien p 
pyramid or something, which uh, managed to find its way into Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> still fictional, though. Or is this like a Mars, like Alien? Sorry? No, when you say the pyramid... Yeah. No, uh, like, it... like on a on a planet out in the middle of nowhere type thing, except you know how the they discover the alien on this alien ship. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's on but, an alien okay. pyramid oh, or something. Okay. And there was like uh, hieroglyphics and stuff. That's my understanding of how it was. In fact, it, it sounds very much like what ended up in being in Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, That's I do it. remember that. But uh, it seems almost like they also translated some of that idea into Prometheus, but I won't go into that much more than that. Because um, that's your next one. So they get this call to action and um, they land on this alien planet and yeah, they see the, the alien ship, which is, looks amazing. I remember that from when I was 13. <laughs> yeah, there's Just something, there's something the truly, it, it is truly alien. I actually based some artwork that I painted in uh, grade 12 on that ship. Oh, really? Yeah, just had an impact just seeing it. Something, just the H.R. Geiger. Yeah, but it, it's not even, you're not even sure it's a ship. Like when, when I, when I just remembering it when I was young is for the longest time just seeing it and not knowing what it is, it, whether it's something that's biological, whether it's, uh, you know, based on the planet, whether it's, grown on the planet or whether it's a ship that's crashed it was just truly just very mysterious feel to it and, and it's all reflected through the eyes of the, the crew they've got these suits which are really cumbersome they've lit it from outside the lights are just shining on top so you see the reflection of the suit you can you can see the shadowy sort of their faces all just covered in shadow and just frightened mystified i was really impressed with that when they come in what was the name of the um the lady not ripley lambert i think La- the other i found name. her so annoying though i don't know what it was about her but she just was i just found her really annoying okay yeah. I, I didn't have that much of a strong feeling i think because she she's spends a lot of time in the maybe um complaining or crying Oh, which is probably a bit heartless on my part but uh... so all this time Sigourney Weaver is still back in the ship she hasn't seen it yeah and she's so... yeah she, she she does give off that very hardened type of attitude you can almost tell straight away that her and Lambert don't get along but I also read that this was in the director's cut the fact that she was going to leave him out in the cold because of the quarantine oh really yeah because that's 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 really it actually gives it a sense of realism that yeah. someone actually doing the smart thing no don't you can't come in what what he's got something on his face <laughs> that was Ian Holmes character that Brent lets them in of course the other thing I was really impressed with I guess we got to skip forward a bit because we can't go through yeah, the whole yeah. thing the sound design of the, the alien scenes where you first encounter them in I think it was john hurt's character yeah yeah where he walking he's walking through the chains and there's water falling oh no that would that wasn't john hurt that was um that was one of the rednecks oh he was the redneck yes yeah <laughs> but it was just like you could hear these clinking chains and i listened with headphones so i could hear sort of panning from right to left and the dripping and just this amazing sound design 
so intense. It's interesting when he does get killed. The, the you don't hear the full sound of him screaming. Like he screams for a bit, and then it just cuts off. Yeah, and it goes straight to um, too, yeah. straight to them all sitting around the table. I think it sh- cuts to the cat actually. Oh, you, yes, because <laughs> he's searching for a cat and. Um, he thinks there's nothing alone. He thinks the noise is just the cat. But yeah, yeah, Jonesy. And he's, uh, Jonesy, that's right. <laughs> and they're all really horrible to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love uh, the scenes where you see Ripley trying to escape and all you can think about is how much that cat is getting smashed around in that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it gets out and it's just like fairly docile. There was a scene where the predator, the alien, sorry, is looking at the cat, and I yeah. thought it may have laid an egg in the cat or something oh, like that. Right, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why that scene. Maybe two predators <laughs> love at first, first sight. Yeah, the sound design, and I guess, yeah, how human the story was, those were what impressed me. I think the beginning of the film really is, everyone talks about the alien design, how amazing the alien is, and how iconic it is, and and there are scenes from that but really a lot of what happens before you even see the alien makes the film yeah the space jockey that's 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 actually the term that they give to the dead alien in the chair in that room yeah that actually threw me a bit i felt that was a bit forced Um, what sorry like it was forced it was created from some awesome character design you know from the art production stages made it in but it was a bit too much like to see that oh really Uh, yeah like it didn't really fit with the vibe of the rest of the film i thought how so it was it was seeing everything straight up rather than the slow reveal but but i think that but i think the the slow reveal occurs about the alien not about but once you've seen that you can't forget that which that, the, that jockey he's got skeleton hands oh, built into the chair i think that's fantastic what they did with that uh, i just like it because you don't know anything about it and you never know anything about it there's no explanation there's no there's... it seemed extraneous though it didn't add to, to the story well you'll find out later that it uh oh, i'm sure there is in the many many own... sequels yeah, given it <laughs> life. Well, Prometheus is where you actually get to discover more about that. Okay. But um, I'm I'm surprised that you that you feel that way because um, I I think that's one of the most iconic things about it for me. People talk about the. But, I mean, what did it add to the story? Well, it gave it a bit of um, it it, it did foreshadow um, because they talked about the thing erupting out of its chest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Explode out of the out of the chair out out of the chest of the thing, and you also they were looking for the source of the distress signal. So Uh, really, yeah, true. I I think you know a lot of investigations of distress signal you end up finding, but you have to find something. Um, Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, and and it also shows there's a real difference between the alien and what they find in the chair as well. Just, it rubbed off on me that it looked really cool and that's why they wanted it in there. Oh, right, <laughs> you know? I see. Yeah, like it, was, it wasn't subtle in any way. Yeah. It was too cool not to have in it, you know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. they could have had a like a normal skeleton and a normal body. Oh, man. 
man, I I just think it's the best. Uh, I just love the I love the production and the the design of everything in in this film. Just the the aliens, the mis- just the ship, the alien, the pilot, the space jockey, the aliens, the egg cave. Just the uh, I really find it difficult to think of something that could, that has topped it or has even come close to the fear the the feelings that you get just looking at that type, that ship and the the mystery about it. But that's probably the other a lot point of, of suspense is the robot, um, the in-home character, who you don't know is a robot. No, and his intentions are very sort of clouded in mystery for you know pretty much the whole film mm. until right to the end and that was another suspense point for me it also explains some of his behaviors as well i can totally hear the clicking the clicking side oh, okay sorry i'm playing with a i'm playing with a transformer toy from oh okay the same era <laughs> oh okay gotcha <laughs> I guess it's part of it then. Yeah, no, no, there's no. I can hear your clicking. <laughs> I'm clicking on the film. I'm clicking through. Oh, but I... right. I can't actually do that because I've got um, a stupid uh, overlay on my screen that I can't. Well, I probably. I'm just looking yes. for any other last bits that I. Sorry. I'm just looking for any last bits that I feel I can comment on the film. Well, I guess the the man, some of the key things that people talk about in this film is the chestburster scene. Also, actually, at the end, I thought um, probably unnecessary how naked Sigourney Weaver's character was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining, but very yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Don't you agree? The, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do, actually. I can't, yeah. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. But that was the era. It was 79. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, mean, but, even... but I did notice, like, I've seen Aliens now, the next one, and they still keep up with that. Even Aliens 3, a little bit of that. I guess it's part of the, the franchise now. Yeah, the... It, the uh, I, I, I must admit, I've never found her the most attractive. Oh, um, really? But I don't. I think she's fantastic. But, Incredible um, actor. Yeah. Really um, centered performance. Like she won't lead too much of other characters. Like they're giving. She'll just give her. She will be her character. Which she's is really nice. She's a very strong character. She she does have her own opinion. And... I guess I'm spoiling the next episode. But in Aliens, the characters are like her supporting characters. 200 percent 1000 percent more <laughs> like eccentric than yeah. alien they're over the top it's james cameron it's pure american film <laughs> um so but she manages to keep her own to hold her character true to what it was yeah that, that's, that's a reflection true. on her as an actor it's more centered on her like the alien does not center on ripley you don't know who is going to be the survivor I, I mean, we all know who it is now, but at the time, I'd imagine you would have thought that um, Tom Skerritt, uh, Dallas, would be the the last man standing. Oh, well, I've, I've known the history of it. Yeah. Despite not having... Pretty hard not to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, and I can't remember what... Um, yeah, that's a good scene of him getting killed as well. He, he doesn't actually die at that point, where he's in the vents. Yeah. Closing 
I guess final final thought. Um, uh, don't go back for a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with uh, Ridley Scott because a lot of his movies have gone downhill since then. One other thing, actually, that I really enjoy. Um, those vintage keyboards. <laughs> what? <laughs> Making oh, a comeback. Uh, the, oh yeah, they and the um the the sound of him typing. Yeah. What's the story, mother? And that pure like mech keyboards, and they're making a comeback now. So. Yeah. If you're into keyboards, watch this. Yeah. Amazing keycaps. If you if you, if you want a, the satisfaction of hearing a, a key being tapped, <laughs> then there's nothing better than, than this. Just an, and the the sound design of this is really great. Even even though it's they wouldn't have designed the keyboards to sound so beautiful, but they do. But yeah, absolutely glad that I watched this film. Um, I have been putting it off for a long time until Alien, the new one, what was it called? Uh, Alien Covenant. Covenant, yeah. And um, Is, Can you say why you haven't watched it? Um, I maybe overloaded with Alien stuff from you, Natural Selection and all of this oh, stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but even before then you hadn't seen it. Did yeah, you? no, like I, I my parents, yeah, my parents sort of didn't give me a lot of violent stuff, but in contrast to that, they let me watch it, which has scarred me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it floats. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you, uh, everything floats down here, or something like that. Gosh, oh gosh, Tim Curry, yeah. scariest, yeah. scariest man in life. Well, if he's still alive. Okay, this has been good, man. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Dude, um... Next time we'll talk about aliens, I guess? I guess so. Unless you... But maybe not. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's my turn okay. to watch a film of that you recommend. I'm down for that. And then we can go back to aliens. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, all right, well, um, I guess... It's been enlightening. Can, yeah, we, catchphrase uh, for the f- finale is... Um, May all may all your moments fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> you put too much pressure on yourself there, catchphrase. I'm not even gonna comment. That's, yeah, that's, as soon as you say, oh, I'm gonna come up with a catchphrase, you basically <laughs> the possible. All right, uh, insert catchphrase here. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks.